Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the BowHunterPlanet.com podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, and tonight I am going through an article that was done by one of our uh, ambassadors on our BowHunterPlanet ambassador team. The article is called Beginning Outdoor Film Producers on a Budget. Um, it was written by uh, Kyle Donaldson. Uh, Kyle is a BHP ambassador, but also a producer of Budline Outdoors TV. And uh, this article is pretty cool because it talks about uh, beginning outdoors, you know, filming, basically filming outdoors on a budget. How are you going to do this? What do you need to do it? And um, Kyle does a great job here of kind of giving you guys some detail. I'm going to read through these paragraphs on this article that you can find on our blog. And uh, from that, I'm going to then talk to you guys about uh, the different aspects that he doesn't cover that I, I would think maybe you want to know about. So we'll talk about a little bit of that. And then towards the end, maybe we'll be able to get Kyle on this podcast and we can actually talk to him a little bit directly and see how things are going for him and how this is working for him. So the first part of this is... Um, have you ever scoured the internet looking for the best possible setup and equipment for beginning to film your own hunting adventures? Often asked are questions about what products are better. Can you build a system on an extremely fixed budget? Don't be turned away by what seems to be an overwhelming and daunting task before you even begin. If you follow these steps, you can minimize your cost in trying new gear and save that money to use on the latest and greatest hunting equipment or for putting a trophy on the wall. The first topic is stability. By far the most common mistake made while beginning to film hunts is not having a stable platform. Whether you hunt from a tree stand or ground blind, your first step is to eliminate as much shake in your film as possible. It is nearly impossible to remove handshake in post-production. Placing the camera on a tripod around $175 or camera arm around $150 will nearly eliminate the minor ticks and bumps caused by handshake. Land regulations. Remember to plan for how you're going to pack in and pack out. Are you leaving the base and only packing the arm? Are you hunting public land WMAs or where you can't screw items into the trees, requiring you to use a ratchet or strap to mount the base? Camera weight. Finally, getting your camera arm only to find out it can't hold the weight of the camera plus the fluid head and all the other equipment attached to the camera. Be sure to add all the weights together prior to selecting your camera arm. 
Be sure to select the correct fluid head for the camera in which you're using. Nearly all cameras will fit on a camera case head, um, but some are made for larger, heavier cameras. The correct fluid head will allow smoother camera pans for better post-production video quality. Take the above considerations and all known information to select your camera arm or tripod that best suits your hunting situation. I would say for tripods and camera arms, personally, it is very critical. Kyle makes great points with this, that you have to make sure what you buy is what you have. So, for instance, if you buy a camcorder that's only a pound, everything goes with it that's a pound. A tripod that's a pound or a camera arm that's a pound, no problem. But if you pick a camera that's like four pounds and the tripod can only good for 2.5 pound rating, uh, that's a problem. And it could tip over and break your camera and break your tripod. So you got to be definitely careful about that. The next topic covered here is the camera, uh, and, and it goes like this. The hardest question to answer for film producers on a budget is, what camera should I buy to get the best quality on a pre-selected budget amount? This is the hardest question to answer simply because everyone's budget is different and their own opinion of quality is based on their own expectations. The good news is there are options by every manufacturer to fit just about every budget. From point of view cameras that range between $375 to $500 to main video audio cameras that go $250 to $2,000. You can find just about anything. It's important to remember that purchasing a point of view camera to record your hunts for production isn't always the best option. It can be done, however, purchasing a handy cam to begin with will provide you with more wiggle room than a point of view camera has with zero zoom or the ability to capture all the smaller details. Other considerations to be made are, are you self-filming or partner filming? How well can the camera capture low light hunting? Sensor size means bigger is better. So the bigger your sensor, the more light can get into it and the more it can capture. So generally people who are selecting low light hunting are using a bigger sensor. Some other things are hunting fields or woods which require more or less zoom ability. And are you recording with an external microphone or using a built-in system? Kyle goes on to state that the best answer, in his opinion, is to purchase the camera with the highest resolution and largest sensor you can find for your budget. Remember, more expensive isn't always better, so pay particular attention to the most important areas of your hunting environment. For instance, if you are hunting field edges, you'd be able to purchase a camera with a smaller sensor with a larger zoom because the camera will put more light in, in an open field than in wooded canopy hunting situations. Think used, eBay or used equipment sites can save you hundreds of dollars when beginning. Audio. Audio is a simple thing to overlook and not plan for. If an external microphone, around $150, isn't in your budget and you plan on using the built-in microphones, be sure to speak louder and clearly directionally to the camera. It is a hard thing to remember in the limited amount of time you have to capture events to turn on a microphone if you are solo filming. I'd suggest finding a microphone that records using the battery of, the, of a camera so it's nearly impossible to get home only to find out you have no audio. And that was what you call phantom uh, energy basically, phantom power. Um, that's what comes off the camera when you find a microphone that goes directly. Sony, when you buy some of their cameras, have their own shotgun mic you can buy that when you push it into the uh, shoe, it powers it that way. So that's definitely important and Kyle touched on that. It's really, really important. Uh, Kyle keeps going to say, lapel microphones aren't a must at this point in your filming. However, if you're, if, however, if you're not using a lapel mic, be sure to speak to the camera. Turning your head, speaking up or down will cause your audience to be distracted 
as your volume will go up and down. And that is a really, really good point. Uh, lapels are not expensive. You can get a lapel mic for like literally $10 to $30 and an expensive case is 100 and that is a direct line into your microphone or into your uh, camera. The problem is you have to make sure your camera can accept a 3.5 millimeter. You also, or, or an XLR, some have XLR inputs, but you also have to be cognitive of the wire. So the one thing I don't like about lapels personally is you have a wire system going down you and up and into the camera, which is keeping you wired to the camera. That could be dangerous and it also could get in your way with bow hunting. Uh, but it is going to be the best audio. I prefer a shotgun mic in the field because a shotgun mic is going to capture most of everything and you can be directional to face me. Even when I turn, it still can actually capture me somewhat decent. Uh, but he is right. You do need to face the camera when you're talking if you're not, if you don't have a lapel on. My recommendation is take a lapel with you. Use a shotgun while you're hunting. Uh, you can do a wireless system, but again, that gets complicated. And I got this pack on you. You got a wire going through you up your jacket and it's in your way and it's going to be on sucking battery so maybe consider bringing a wireless for when you're retrieving a deer but uh, before that point you wouldn't use a, a wireless you would just use a shotgun and during your interview you could go ahead and flip to a lapel so you're getting really good audio editing there's a lot of software in the market allowing you to edit films post-production. Some software will allow you to pay a monthly subscription and only edit your films during the months you need it, around $50 monthly. Others you can purchase at a one-time cost which will give you limited access to beginner stages of your filmmaking. If you're like me and hunt public land where success is sometimes hindered by variables out of your control, or you're just a terrible hunter, you may not need to edit but a film or two throughout the entire hunting season. A monthly subscription may be your best option. However, as a beginner, if you wish to learn and teach yourself about film and how to tell a story, you're going to have to practice consistently. This includes editing the videos you produce, even if it's only 30 seconds. If that's the case, having a constant ability to edit is a must and purchasing a program may be the best option for you. Because you'll have constant film to sort through, B-roll, to file projects you're half finished with or projects that just don't go the way you wanted but you want to save it for later. Be sure you have a system that is able to store lots of files without losing your process, uh, processing speed and organization. Uh, this may be an area to reach out to your local computer specialist to build a machine design for what you're doing. Uh, be sure to consider if you are recording in 5.1 surround or 2-channel uh, stereo. Quality speakers are a must in post-production. Some people even uh, use a good headset, like, um, uh, you know, um, there's uh, Sony makes really good audio if you want to just use, like, uh, headsets or uh, uh, Beats audio is a great one, obviously. Um, so there's different different options there. You also have to consider voice if you're going to do voiceover stuff uh, for your film. Talk and tell a story that way. So Kyle keeps going here with uh, the last portion is time and patience. So aside from all the equipment and electronics you're deciding to purchase, the most critical element of filming your outdoor project is time and patience, which is free. Plan every element you can and have a backup plan for unexpected problems. Have extra batteries, SD cards, and lighting for events that may take more reshoots than others. When filming hunts live, be patient and take your time. Use the downtime to establish a collage of B-roll to use in telling your story. 
One of my biggest struggles in the beginning was in post-production with taking extra time and being patient with editing. It's frustrating when you complete your project only to have missed a detail that sticks out and ruins the viewer's entertainment. Work out as many of the glitches and skips in the film by reviewing the video after um, walking away for an hour or following day. Having followed these considerations, you should be able to walk away with having a solid plan and a budget-friendly start to your outdoor filming career. If your budget isn't able to accommodate the basic needs of beginning to film your hunts, you may be better off waiting another year uh, or so so you can save money until you're fully ready. So again, this was a great article by Kyle, and uh, he is absolutely correct. Um, you know, you got to have the essential tools. You got to have a good camera. You got to have a 3.5 in there. You got to have extra batteries. You got to have some mics. If you're gonna do it, do it. You know, don't mess around with this. This is it's a lot of work. I'm telling you right now, getting out there and filming your hunts is not easy. I've done it for the past 10 years now, and I'm telling you. Uh, if you're trying to actually do storytelling, it takes a lot of time and effort. Um, you have to think of B-roll when you're sitting there. You have to think of walking in, getting yourself coming into the stand, setting up the stand, then close-ups of those things. It is very detailed, but if you can pull it off and you can uh, believe in yourself and get it done and, and put the work in, it will be awesome. It will be sweet. Um, some things that he didn't talk about in this that are really important is audio. You can't just take any audio you want off online. You have to purchase audio. You have to find websites to do that. You can't just take anything, or you can create it like I do. Uh, I actually create a lot of my own music in-house at Bowhunter Planet. We create our own stuff using a keyboard with uh, bass pads and stuff. And I'll go into GarageBand and create my own tracks for a lot of stuff. It's important. Um, there's artists in the uh, cinema uh, cinematography here that do a lot of sound effects when they do their video. Though a guy walking through the grass, you're hearing the grass swaying or... A deer comes in, you hear a grunt. It actually might not have grunted, but I mean, those sound effects really draw the the user in and uh, get them into it. Uh, some of the other things he didn't talk about were specific programs in editing. Uh, Final Cut using the Apple platform, Adobe Premiere using uh, PC, uh, Vimeo. I'm sorry, not Vimeo. Uh, Adobe Premiere and uh, Corel Video. That's what I meant to say. Then your upload spots would be like YouTube and Vimeo. Those are two great upload spots you can use as well. Um, so those are things that are important. If you have questions about this topic, go ahead and post them in the in the uh, in the podcast here, and we'll try to come back and do a part two of this with Kyle again and, and go over them. The Bowhunter Planet Podcast with your host Team BHP online at bowhunterplanet.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Dave Thomas here at bowhunterplanet.com studios in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on and uh, our podcast right now is so exciting and we're so happy to tell you about it. We're hoping that you guys are tuning in and listening. We have some really great uh, guests on, some awesome stories, great tips of hunting and uh, especially in industry stuff, what's going on in the industry and different things um, that you can learn right now about different gear and what's best and what's going on. Awesome stories and a lot of tips and uh, tactics that you can use. Uh, the BoneRoplanet.com team is excited to bring you the new podcast. Also, check out our ambassador program. It's a great program if you want to get involved in the industry um, and see what it's like from the inside out. Uh, we offer that. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We have some of the best photography in the industry being shown on some of those platforms as well as videos. Check out our network shows, including Southern Vane. Uh, a lot of great things coming up this year from Boner Planet. We're excited that you're here and listening with us and being a part of this. We absolutely appreciate it. 
growing the sport of archery is one of the most important things we can all do. We need to come together to make that happen. Not just me, not just the other people in the industry, but you as a consumer have to help us to grow this great sport of heritage that we love called archery. So hey, make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com, subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay and, and keep part of what we're doing and what's going on. And we really appreciate your support and thank you for joining the hunt with bowhunterplant.com. So we're back and um, let's talk a little bit about SD cards. This is a topic that um, a lot of people don't actually discuss and um, the thing about accessories like SD cards, remote controls, things of that nature, they're kind of overlooked to be honest and um, they do add up in price. So here's the thing about SD cards. When you go online and you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy an SD card, I need an SD card for my, you know, my camera and I'm shooting a 1080 and uh, I want to use it for pictures and video. So you can do like a PNY, like 64 gigabyte type card, and the bigger the better. So uh, they're ranging from 8 gig, 16 gig, um, 32 gig, 64 gig, 128 gig, and 256 gig. So my recommendation is get something in the middle. 64s are generally priced right around $40. So you can definitely do something along those lines. Um, but here's something to think about. Uh, when a, a card says uh, class 10, you're going to need a class 10, and then it says 95 MB slash S. So that is really important. Um, that is the speed of the card. Different cards are different speeds. Um, they might be both a class 10, but some might have 80 uh, MB instead of 95. Um, and some are even higher. So here's what I found. I found that um, when looking at SD cards, I was required to use... Um, trying to find one here so for a sony camcorder shooting 4k the sony uh class 10 number three card 64 gig with 94 mbs uh was able to do the 4k um whereas with a canon 5d mark 4 4k it seems to be a little larger because that card will not work it will buffer out and if you ever see lines like uh, looks like a volume control coming up on your camera start to go up that means your camera's buffering, that the, the card can't spin fast enough. It's just getting overheated, so it has to shut off. So you're, you're going to be in deep doo-doo, is my point, if you don't kind of pre-think of this situation. So you have to make sure you're choosing the right cards when you're using, depending on what camera you're buying. Um, one of the cards I had to buy, which is crazy and absurd, but um, it cost me, I believe it was $100 for one card, and it had 300 MBS. Uh, SanDisk 64 gig. It's some sort of extreme, extreme, extreme pro card for that Canon 5D Mark IV. So unfortunately, sometimes you have to get things you didn't expect you'd have to get. Um, so anyway, my point there is you have to budget for that kind of stuff. You can't just go buy the cheapest 8 gig card and think it's going to work. It's not. You might also need a, a, a reader, you know, uh, a, you know, a USB reader that you know does SD cards if you're if you're computer doesn't have it you're also going to need extra storage which we did talk about that earlier don't forget that and if you're shooting with the mini uh, SDs you might the micro SDs you might need a converter for that too to see it on your computer the other thing to talk about is accessories when it comes to remote controls they sell remote controls for most video cameras 
and regular cameras too. Some are wireless, some are not, uh, but it is nice to have that control option, especially for pictures. If you set it up on a tripod, uh, go to Vanguard, uh, Vanguard uh, USA, Vanguard cameras, Vanguard hunting. Vanguard is killing it when it comes to that. So tripods, backpacks with the Pioneer packs, shooting sticks. Um, anyway, when you're in a video photography, things like that, Vanguard's where you want to go um, to get a tripod that's a good tripod. I recommend the VO series. Really great stuff. And uh, uh, that, to me, that's you know where you want to be if you're going to start to film your hunts. But you just got to have that stuff. So my point, though, going back to the point here, is that when you set up, the camcorder on a tripod or a picture camera you'll be able to use that remote to squeeze it off in your hand um, and get pictures of yourself with your game or um, or video the uh, straps and things like that do come in handy cases getting the right case again Vanguard can help you there um, and then you know a lot of stuff comes down to uh, which you know if you're gonna get a little bit of photography stuff on this topic then you're most likely gonna want to uh, work with um, Photoshop and Lightroom uh, which is very much a hassle if you don't know how to do it so I'm not gonna sugarcoat it um, it's not easy to learn and uh, you might get a couple things right away but if you want to get very creative and create amazing design um, it takes some work uh, and it takes a different things to work with like when I say that I mean like sketch pads that are digital so you can actually hone in on little areas of, of pictures and stuff so I mean there's a lot of different ways to do it um, but it's fun and if you have time to put into it and a little bit of money it's really cool but rec my recommendation though when you're doing video and photography don't really do it unless you're gonna do it don't try to half butt it you know like you're not gonna get anywhere unless you unless you you know buy good equipment and and um, and put effort into it um, so if you're looking for if you're asking me if you're saying hey Dave you know what what should I buy don't worry about the money what should I buy my recommendation is a Canon ADD that's for your picture and video camera it does both then I still recommend buying a video camera the Sony a 53 uh, AX 53 uh, 4k and the reason is you want to have a picture camera, but you also want to have a video. But you want to do both. So depending on what you're doing, you can shoot in video or in picture mode. But when you're actually filming your hunts, you definitely want a real camcorder. And you want to even pair that up with maybe two or three GoPros again um, with little um, tree pegs that hold GoPros. They screw into the GoPro, the bottom of the GoPro, and they screw into the tree. So they're real light, easy. You can move them around. You can take them in sets. They fit in your pack so easy. Uh, pretty cool stuff like really really cool stuff so um, that's definitely what what you should be trying to do um, if you're gonna go that route so if that's what you're thinking you like to do then you know do it right people have asked me a lot about iPhones you know can I film my hell with an iPhone can I do this with my iPhone the thing is the iPhone will take great pictures it really does but the image is very small it's not the size of if you take with a DSLR. You're not going to get like a, a, a poster if you wanted to put up like a really cool picture on your wall. You're not going to get anything like that. So, so the moral of the story really is just you know get a decent camera, get a DSLR. You can get a T6i too if you need to save a little bit of money. That's a good camera. It's a solid camera. It's not as good as the ADD, but it's still pretty solid. So, hey, anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Uh, thanks to Kyle for putting together that article that we were able to reach you guys. I think it really does help to put perspective on filming your hunts uh, in more detail and I think that um, there's a lot to learn from that and uh, I think if you decide you really want to do it then do it have some fun with it but you know don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money 
uh, get your feet wet and um, you know do some side jobs or something you know find a way to raise a thousand fifteen hundred bucks so you can get done right you just really hate to come to the game behind already you know so if you're gonna if you want to film your hunts and start a show and put it on the web you know don't do it you know without putting some effort into it and when I say effort I'm talking about having the right gear you know doing it right having the right audio so here's some things to think about take some notes here this is your chance I'll give you a second to get a notepad I'm gonna list for you um, basically what you're gonna you know need to, to get or whatnot uh, when when doing it oh yeah Okay, here we go. <laughs> so you need a camera, preferably DSLR. You need SD cards for that camera, preferably 64 gig. Make sure the speeds are compatible. You're going to need a video camera. You, again, you need SD cards for the video camera. Make sure it's compatible. Try to stick to 32, 64. 64 is the best one. Get a couple extra 32s just to have them. I'm talking about gigabytes, talking about SD cards. Lighting. You're going to need some sort of outdoor light. LED cowboy type thing they call them on Amazon. LEDs, like there's like 64 LEDs. You're going to want that because you want to be able, if you shoot some at night, you want that light to be able to film uh, after you shoot it. And not just one light. Maybe get a couple lights. I mean, they're not too expensive. Just call it two lights plus extra batteries, things like that. Extra batteries. <laughs> That's a good one. I almost forgot that. You definitely need extra batteries for both cameras you buy. A video camera and a picture camera. My advice is do not mix those two. Buy them separately. You want a video camera, you want a picture camera separately. Do it Do it the right way because you'll regret it if you uh, end up not doing it that way. Two GoPros plus any accessories for your GoPro to make sure it's waterproof and that uh, you have the right mounts that go on the trees. Definitely need that. Audio. You're going to want some sort of shotgun microphone and maybe even if you can afford it, a landline that will plug into that camera coming to you. And also maybe if you can afford a wireless system. So those three things would be very helpful when dealing with audio. You definitely want to have the ability to get your voice heard in a very clear, crystal way, even if you turn away from the camera. Tripod. Again, go to Vanguard's website and check out their tripods. Look at the VO series. Excellent series to do this. you got to have a tripod. I recommend buying two because you want to have for different angles, things like that you're trying to do. Um, they come in a lot of handy. You can use them a lot. Um, and I think that's about it. You know, maybe take a notepad out there with you. It's, take some notes on what you want to do or what you filmed and the times that are filmed on the camera. That'll help you. But all in all, it's not too bad. I mean, that's pretty much the low, the, the cheapest way to do it, keeping it slim. Um, without all the extra bells and whistles like a flash that goes in your camera or, um, you know, super high-end SD cards or, um, you know, there's lots of things, special grips and mounts, you know. And, and the tree mount, I almost forgot that. You do need a tree mount for your uh, camera in the in the stand. Um, definitely need to be able to mount the camera. And, um, yeah, that's about it, I think. Uh, if you want to get flashy, there's things called gimbals. They will hold the camera steady while you're walking. I mean, there's different ways to do it and spend a lot of your hard-earned money, but it's just up to you on how much you want to put into this. So um, think about that. Have some fun. And, uh, hey, have a, have a great summer. Enjoy the rest of your summer if we don't hear from you. But uh, make sure you tune in the podcast next week. We'll have some more great guests. 
and a lot of cool stuff coming up. So uh, stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.